Hello and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and today is Tuesday, February 18th. We are less than a week away from the trade deadline, and another Boston Bruins target has uh, fallen off the list. We'll get to that in a moment, as well as take a look at some other news and notes from around the NHL. Before we get to that, I want to remind you that you can follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Boston Bruins. We are currently at uh, just under 300 followers. If we can get that up over 300 today, that would be great. Uh, you can also find me at ENC McLaren. The podcast is available anywhere uh, you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Apple users, please uh, rate and review the podcast. That would be very much appreciated. Uh, so yeah, last night, the Vancouver Canucks plucked Tyler Toffoli from the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, it's a player that I have talked about a lot on the podcast as a guy that I had hoped the Bruins would uh, be able to target um, and acquire. Uh, Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet a few weeks ago, reported the Bruins had a Toffoli deal in their back pocket, and apparently uh, former Bruins front office employee uh, Jim Benning uh, pickpocketed Don Sweeney, swooped in, and made the deal before uh, Boston could or wanted to uh, make the trade. So uh, how the deal breaks down is Toffoli to the Canucks for... Uh, forward Tim Schaller, who we all know as a former Bruin. Uh, second round pick, forward prospect Tyler Madden. The Kings will also acquire an additional fourth round pick in 2022 if Toffoli re-signs with the Canucks. Toffoli is, of course, a uh, unrestricted free agent at season's end. He has 18 goals and 16 assists through 58 games, including a hat-trick in an outdoor game over the weekend uh, in a win over the Colorado Avalanche. 27-year-old Benning said, Tyler brings goal-scoring abilities and is good in battles. He has great offensive instincts, experience playing in high-pressure, meaningful games. We look forward to adding his skill and strength uh, to the lineup. Toffoli, of course, is a uh, Stanley Cup winner as a member of the Kings. Back in 2014, and he's also won a world championship with Canada in 2015. Uh, so, and you know, he's an all around uh, scorer. Um, bit of a down season this season, and even last season, where he only had 13 goals and 21 assists in 82 games. Uh, but he has scored as many as 31 goals at the NHL level and was a proficient scorer back uh, in the. OHL as a member of the Ottawa 67s. So where does this leave the Bruins in terms of trade targets? Joe McDonald of The Athletic uh, helpfully wrote in Bruins updated trade targets. Options are dwindling, so Don Sweeney should strike now. Uh, This comes after both Toffoli and Blake Coleman were uh, traded by their respective teams uh, to the Tampa Bay Lightning in Coleman's case, and now, of course, the Canucks in Toffoli's case. Where does this leave the Bruins now? Uh, well, McDonald is reporting that uh, Kyle Palmieri is off the table, meaning uh, the Bruins should go all in on uh, Chris Kreider from the New York Rangers. 
That is, of course, if he is available. Um, in terms of Palmieri, McDonald writes he would be a solid fit in Boston, but according to persons familiar with the Devils thinking, it's unlikely New Jersey interim GM Tom Fitzgerald will move the talented winger at this point, especially after the Devils sent uh, Coleman to Tampa in exchange for Nolan Foote, the 27th overall pick in 2019, and a conditional 2020 first rounder on Sunday. Unless a team wants to pay a high price, including at least a 2020 first rounder, Palmieri is essentially off the table. The Devils are rebuilding, and Palmieri remains in the team's plans. Palmieri, as we all know, remains under contract uh, through next season. Um, he's still in his 20s a valuable piece for the New Jersey Devils and a guy that they likely want around in order to kind of mentor the kids that are coming up and to keep the team relatively competitive as uh, they move forward here. So what does that mean? Uh, it means that Sweeney is likely to focus all of his efforts on Chris Kreider, again with the caveat that he's not yet been made readily available by the Rangers as the two sides apparently continue to uh, find a way to bring him back uh, next season and beyond with a contract extension. Uh, McDonald writes here, GM Jeff Gordon is attempting to sign Kreider, who becomes an unrestricted free agent on July 1. It's realistically a 50-50 chance he either resigns or is traded. Well, that doesn't really tell us much. It's a bit of a coin flip for any team. Especially the Bruins, it would likely take a first-round pick along with a current player and a prospect. That's a massive asking price for a player who can flee this summer. Could his services help the Bruins? No doubt. Even though the asking price could be too much for the Bruins to handle, Sweeney should figure out a way to get the deal done. I was listening to the Jay and Dan podcast this morning uh, to... Uh, Sports Center anchors up here in Canada and TSN hockey insider Bob McKenzie uh, was on the podcast. He said if the music stops and Boston doesn't get themselves a second line winger to play with Krejci and DeBrusque, then it will be considered something of a failure at the deadline. He went on to talk about Chris Kreider and he said the Rangers are absolutely convinced that if they trade Kreider, they're going to get at least what they got last year for Kevin Hayes, which was a first round pick and prospect Brendan Lemieux from the Winnipeg Jets. Now, such a move would not be without precedent for the Bruins. They made a deal with the Rangers uh, two years ago for Rick Nash, who uh, is older than Kreider is, who was older than Kreider is now. And they traded um, Ryan Spooner, Matt Beliski, which was a bit of a contract dump uh, as a bonus there, defenseman Ryan Lindgren, and the first round pick in the 2018 NHL draft, and a second seventh round pick sorry in 2018 so that would be a similar deal to what the rangers are asking for here uh for Kreider, in that the bruins could trade a first round pick here in 2020 uh, a roster player um, and a prospect in order to uh, acquire Kreider. now if we look at the kevin hayes deal as a comparable you had the first round pick as well as brendan lemieux who was a second round pick in 2014 uh the bruins already traded their second-round pick from the 2014 draft last year in the form of Ryan Donato to acquire Charlie Coyle. Their third-round pick that year, coincidentally, was Danton Heinen, who could be the odd man out here in a Chris Kreider trade. Um, that pick that Boston traded to New York in 2018 was 
then flipped to the Ottawa Senators. And just if you're wondering, use that pick to select Jacob Bernard Docker, who's currently playing for the University of North Dakota. Um, so, yeah, I mean, all that to say, if Kreider is the number one target, which at this point we all believe that to be the case, uh, then a package similar to what the Jets sent to the Rangers last year for Kevin Hayes is certainly not out of the question for Don Sweeney, um, especially at this point in the team's trajectory. The window is wide open right now, but closing soon. Um, the first-round pick is likely to be a high one in the 20s at the very least, meaning um, it's not out of uh, question for Sweeney to dangle that pick and perhaps a prospect and maybe a roster player like Danton Heinen. I'm not uh, sold on uh, trading Anders Bjork per se. Maybe Carson Kuhlman I throw in there, but um, I'd be more comfortable parting ways with Heinen at this point than a guy like Bjork. Um, so yeah, that's where the Bruins kind of stand at the moment in terms of trade targets. Uh, let's look at some other uh, Boston Bruins rumors that uh, I've picked out from the rumor mill here this morning as we continue with our pre-trade deadline talk here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. From NJ.com, Mike Rosenstein cited a report from uh, WEEI Radio claiming the Bruins could be interested in New Jersey Devils winger Kyle Palmieri. Well, no shit. We've mentioned that many times. He signed through next season, like I said. It would make more sense to give up assets to land a player who can help them through two playoff runs, uh, similar to what the Lightning did with um, Blake Coleman and also what the Bruins did last year with Charlie Coyle. Um, Palmieri leads the Devils with 22 goals and 41 points. Apparently, he didn't get the same memo that Joe McDonald did, reporting that uh, Palmieri is off the table for the Bruins. Um, If that's true, then... Uh, that sucks, but I would hope that they might still have a shot at acquiring him. I think he would be my number one target uh, based on the fact that he does have that extra year under contract. Um, and the fact that if you're going to give up major assets, you want to have that kind of contract security. With that said, we also do have to keep in mind the Bruins free agent situation and contract needs Heading into 2020-2021, Joaquin Nordstrom is a UFA. can probably let him walk. He's only making a million dollars. Anders Bjork will need a new contract as an RFA, as will Jake DeBrusque and Carson Kuhlman, if they're all uh, retained here prior to the trade deadline. Tori Krug is the biggie as a UFA. And Zdeno Chara will also need a new contract if he has an appetite to return for another season. And Matt Grizzlick will also need a... Uh, contract as an RFA and of course Yaroslav Halak is a unrestricted free agent in net and um, he'll be probably pretty highly sought after considering how he's helped Tukarask stay fresh Uh, but I'd love to see him come back as well if there's room so all that has to be taken into consideration if we're going to um, you know think about acquiring Cal Palmieri NBC Sports Joe Haggerty, he's reporting sources are claiming the Bruins are very much interested in Josh Anderson, the 25-year-old right winger 
uh, for the Columbus Blue Jackets. He's been sidelined with a shoulder injury since December, but he has recently resumed practicing. Uh, he Haggerty, that is, believes Anderson will have to return to the lineup before the Bruins move on him. So obviously there's less than a week here before that would uh, happen. If healthy, the big physical forward could be uh, kind of a Chris Kreider light option here on the trade market. Anderson is in the final year of a uh, three-year deal that's paying him $1.85 million per season. He'll be an RFA this summer. Uh, he did score 27 goals for the Blue Jackets uh, last season and 19 in 63 games uh, in 2017-2018. So he can put the puck in the net. He is a big boy at uh, 6'3", 222 pounds, according to Cat Friendly. The kind of physical uh, player the Bruins certainly would covet. And if they can get him done in a, uh, in a trade, I would like to see them pick him up uh, for sure. The fact that he has been injured this season and it's been a down year for him uh, means the Bruins could be able to possibly resign him on, on a kind of a, a bridge deal and uh, not have to pay uh, big time for him to retain him as they would with a guy like Chris Kreider. Um, so those are a couple of the guys that the Bruins might have their eyes on. I'd love to hear from you all as to who you think the Bruins should uh, target in order. Uh, I think, like I said, Paul Mieri is an attractive choice because of that contract control, the veteran presence. Uh, Anderson is also very attractive based on his size, his skill, and the fact that he uh, is an RFA and there's some control there as well. Coughing up a lot of assets for Kreider uh, with no guarantees that he'll resign with the Bruins is risky, but you know uh, the window is clearly open this season. And uh, if they have an appetite to clearly counteract what uh, Tampa Bay has done, then this would be uh, the best possible scenario in my mind. Uh, I should mention from uh, Joe McDonald's article as well that he mentioned uh, some other trade targets for the Bruins here. Kreider being the primary target, his secondary targets include uh, Brendan Dillon of the San Jose Sharks. He writes Dillon's presence on the blue line could be the added bite the Bruins need, especially while Kevin Miller remains sidelined. It was evident during last year's cup final that the Blues forecheck proved proved crucial in their victory. It didn't help Boston when Matt Grizzlick was sidelined for four games with a concussion, obviously. The Bruins have received a bit of a boost from uh, Jeremy Lozon, uh, but the 22-year-old uh, could be the answer internally, but Dylan uh, would be an intimidating addition to Boston's back end, uh, fitting better on the right side with Matt Grizzlick. Um perhaps than the younger Lozon. He also also mentions Connor Sheary of the Buffalo Sabres, a 27-year-old forward, two-time Stanley Cup champion with the Penguins. Uh, he's played with Sidney Crosby, uh, so he, you know he understands what it takes to win and can score alongside uh, Krejci and DeBrusque. He becomes a free agent on July 1. Price tag wouldn't be too high. He could play up and down the lineup uh, in the middle six. Um, He also, this is McDonald, mentions the possibility of recalling Jack Stanika or Trent Frederick uh, and kind of writing off Brett Ritchie as an internal, um, internal solution. So that's kind of 
what he's thinking at the moment. And uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, of course, what the Bruins do here in these final days leading up to the trade deadline. They are, of course, preparing for their Western Canadian road swing, which begins uh, Wednesday in Edmonton. And we will certainly uh, preview that game on tomorrow's podcast. A few news and notes from around the NHL as we uh, wrap up today's episode of the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. St. Louis Blues defenseman Jaden Bowmeister released a statement on Tuesday thanking those who helped him after he collapsed on the Blues bench during a game against the Anaheim Ducks uh, a week ago now. He has returned uh, to St. Louis and is recovering now uh, alongside his friends and family, which is great to see. There's still no word on whether uh, he'll be able to resume playing anytime soon or or at all. Um, So we'll keep an eye out for that. Um, but it's great to see that he's at least been able to return home. Stinking Tampa Bay Lightning won again last night, meaning they are only one point back of the Bruins for first overall in the NHL, first in the East, first in the Atlantic Division. They have each played um, 60 games. The Lightning would get the tiebreaker, uh, having more regulation and overtime wins than the Bruins. They're also uh, up on the Bruins in terms of goal differential at plus 56 uh, compared to plus uh, 53. They're 10-0-0 in their last 10. The Bruins are 9-1. and These two teams are set to play twice before the end of the season. Coming up here in early March, uh, the Bruins will be in Tampa on March 3rd, and then the Lightning will visit the Bruins on March 7th. So that will be a huge week which could very well help to determine uh, the final standings here for both teams Uh, the lightning were able to beat the colorado avalanche last night Um, in that game miko rantanen suffered an upper body injury that could sideline him for weeks their goaltender philip grubauer also remains sidelined with a lower body injury Uh, so there's some big injury issues for this team that's uh, very well uh, could challenge for the Western Conference Championship. Uh, Nazem Kadri's already out for them. Uh, they do have a ton of cap space, which they could add some players prior to the deadline, and they'll be a very interesting team uh, to watch leading up to uh, next Monday. The Sabres have suspended defenseman Zach Bogosian for failing to report to their AHL affiliate after he recently cleared waivers. Uh, that means his $5.14 million salary cap has been removed from the Sabres books. They could now negotiate a mutual contract termination with Bogosian, making him a uh, UFA here uh, leading into the playoff push, uh, allowing him to sign with with the team uh, of his choosing. Uh, The Canadians are very... Slimly holding on to their playoff chances, but uh, Captain Shea Weber looks like he might be able to play tonight against the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, He suffered an ankle injury that would supposedly uh, sideline him for up to six weeks, and Nick Kiprios suggested it could be even career-threatening. He took to Instagram yesterday to apologize for that report. Um, So that was an interesting admission there on his part. To update the points and goals race, uh, our boy David Pasternak remains tied for first in goals 
with Austin Matthews of the Toronto Maple Leafs. They both have 42 goals at the moment. Alexander Ovechkin stalled at 40 and 698 for his career. Um, Leon Dreisaitl of the Edmonton Oilers has a commanding lead in the uh, Art Ross Trophy race. He has 95 points uh, with Nathan McKinnon now tied with David Pasternak in second at 82 and the injured Connor McDavid falling back uh, with 81 points. So Pasternak still very much in the Rocket Richard trophy race. Uh, not so much in the um, Art Ross trophy race, but I'd argue that he uh, should be a Hart trophy finalist alongside uh, McKinnon and uh, Dreisaitl. Those would be my three guys at the moment. Uh, I believe that's it for today's episode of the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Quite a lot of moving parts here as we near the trade deadline. Again, as I've mentioned, if there is a trade involving the Bruins, I'll record uh, a quick reaction trade on top of uh, the normal daily podcasts. Uh, We're kind of waiting for the Bruins to get back in action as they'll play uh, three games in four nights coming up here to end the week with a game in Wednesday, on Wednesday in Edmonton, Friday in Calgary, and Saturday in Vancouver um, leading up to the trade deadline. I believe Don Sweeney's uh, working the phones, assessing his options, and I'd be very surprised if he does stand pat. But again, um, as I've said here on the podcast and on Twitter, this is a team that uh, made it to Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final last year and very well could, should have won that game. If you play game seven a hundred times, the Bruins probably win it at least 95 times out of a hundred. Um, still not over that, but this is, uh, you know, the world that we live in. The Blues are Stanley Cup champions. The Bruins are still a formidable team. Uh, could very well win the President Trophy um, and should be a force in the playoffs once again. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. Uh, This is the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day, which means I'll be back tomorrow. And uh, I hope you have a great rest of your Tuesday. Take care, friends.